Hello, hello, and welcome back to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house, indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and today we've got a review of a very exciting new film. It's Robert Eggers' The Northman. This is a Viking epic with an incredible cast, and it was a pleasure to dig into with today's guest. I'm joined on this episode by Luke Irvin, a film critic and podcaster based in central Arkansas. Stick around. Hey, quick announcement. I highly recommend that you check out the Art House Garage shop. I've mentioned before that we have t-shirt designs like movies are for everyone and watch old movies. Well, we've got a brand new design that I really love. It says cinema is spiritual and it looks amazing. I've talked on the show before about the connection between art and spirituality and that's something I love discussing and exploring. And cinema is, of course, my favorite art form. You can get the design on a shirt, a hoodie, a journal, a sticker, a coffee mug, just about anything. Check out the shop now at arthousegarage.com shop or find the link in the show notes. Before we get into The Northman, a quick check-in about the show format. I'm changing things up just slightly. For uh, about the last year, I've been doing two films per episode. Usually that's something new that's in theaters or streaming, and something old as part of a series. For instance, I'm doing a classic film series right now with Rance Collins on film noir. I've done series in the past on contemporary Asian cinema, films made in Technicolor, and also an introduction to arthouse cinema. I like doing two films per episode because I can cover more movies that way, but it also has meant some of my shows lately have gotten pretty long. So I'm going to try splitting it up. Instead of two films every other week, I'm going to cut that in half and do an episode every week focusing on one movie. I'll alternate between new releases and older films, so you'll notice this episode is just about The Northmen, and on the next week's episode, I'll return to the film noir series with a look at 1947's Nightmare Alley. This isn't necessarily a permanent change. I'm going to give it a try for a handful of weeks and see how it goes. Actually, I would love feedback about this. If you have any thoughts, reach out on social media or email me. My email address is in the show notes. All right, let's get into today's discussion. We're talking about The Northman, the latest film from director Robert Eggers. If you've seen another Eggers film, like The Witch or The Lighthouse, then you know he loves history, and he goes to great lengths to meticulously recreate historical settings. That's the case here as well. The Northman tells the story of Amleth, a Viking prince in the year 895 AD. At the beginning of the story, his father, the king, is murdered, by his uncle Fjolnir, and the rest of the film follows Amleth's quest for vengeance. The film stars Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Nicole Kidman, Cleus Bang, Willem Dafoe, and even Bjork. If you haven't seen the film yet, don't worry, we keep this discussion spoiler-free for about the first two-thirds of the discussion, and we give a clear spoiler warning before we talk about anything at the end of the film. Quick note as well, if you'd like to watch a video of this film discussion, that is available on Patreon, along with ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, and some extended film discussions. Find that at patreon.com slash arthousegarage, 
or click the link in the show notes. My guest today is Luke Irvin, a film critic and big supporter of the creative community in Arkansas. Luke interviews creatives on the Take 25 podcast. He talks movies on his YouTube channel, Take 5 Movies, and he co-hosts a Marvel podcast called Agents of Mace. Links to all of those things are in the show notes, so you can check them out, and I hope you do. Every time I turn around, it seems like Luke is supporting local filmmakers and other artists, which is really important, and I'm so glad to know him. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with Luke Irvin about Robert Eggers' The Northman. Now, behold. He's here. King, my lady, the king. Your fate is set, and you cannot escape it. How oh, I've missed you, my son. One day, this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, father, my king. Luke Irvin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited. I really appreciate it. Like, because you just don't even know, like, when we first met and just seeing all the work that you do has definitely been an inspiration on my end to to get into making content and stuff. So much respect for your show and, you know, all the content you've been making. Well, I appreciate that so much. And yeah, yeah, I love seeing what you're doing on YouTube and everything too in your podcast. And just like, yeah. so background, like Luke does a podcast uh, that just has Arkansas creatives of, and, and of any kind and just do like mm-hmm. interviews. And I think it's a really cool setup and I, I love what you're doing. So I appreciate um, it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I've always thought I got to have Luke on the podcast eventually <laughs> and finally made it happen for the Northmen. Um, this movie I watched the other day and I've been excited about it for a while. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to to get into it with you. So I thought we might first talk about just the director, Robert Eggers, in general first. Have you seen his other films? What do you think of them? What do you think of him as a director? Yeah, yeah, no, this this is actually one of those where um, I know a lot of people, probably in both of our circles, this was like mm-hmm. a kind of anticipated film of the year. Um, I think within my circle, probably more so in like my brother and probably my dad's end, this would be on like the lower end of me. It just, there's something about it that, um, I don't know, just compared to his other work just seemed very different. This was very different, but, um, Robert, you know, Robert Eggers as a whole. Yeah. I am a fan of his, um, the witch is probably in terms of like the horror genre, one of my favorite films, Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely added to my halloween list that i do try to do yeah. yearly nice, um nice. i've got a bucket of films i'll, I'll randomize uh year to year for <laughs> halloween for 31 days it. and that one is one of those films that i just appreciate more and more every time i watch it now in terms mm-hmm. of the lighthouse i've only seen that once 
Uh, but it's Same, fun if you actually, want to revisit yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, actually sounds almost exactly the same. I love The Witch. It's one of my very favorite mm-hmm. horror films, especially over the last 10 years or so. And The Lighthouse, I've seen once and really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just love how like odd it is <laughs> yeah. and, and like, creative. But uh, it's not one that I've revisited, but have kind of, you know, meant to. And actually, I thought I might before The Northman, but didn't quite have time. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah in general... I'm a big, big, pretty big fan of Robert Eggers. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was definitely looking forward to this, uh, knowing that, you know, he's got a bigger budget this time and he's going to much tackle bigger kind budget. of a bigger, a bigger story. And I was just, you know, anxious to see how that would well, go. Even, so. even one of the little things, I just kind of thought about this as I left the theater, because I, I watched it this uh, kind of early today. Um, mm-hmm. But you look at his other two films, you know, it's one location, and mm-hmm. yeah, what you know, the lighthouse, you're really focused on two characters, two individuals. Yeah. And the witch has a pretty uh, small cast as well. Very yeah. small cast, m- much larger cast this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Bigger names and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So how much did you know about the Northmen before seeing it? Did, did, did you have expectations? Did it live up to expectations? Did it surprise you in any way? Um, so after first watch, I would have to say this probably went a little below expectations. Interesting. Okay. The, I feel like a lot of this came down to the story. Um, mm-hmm. It is a very simplistic story, and I think that's going to work for some people. Um, someone, you know, if you're into reviewing films, criticizing films, like really like looking at them frame by frame, and, and you can find a lot of things. And I think that's what bothered me is there's a lot of things within the story that just kind of wasn't working for me and Mm -hmm. that may just because it was so simplistic um yeah versus the uh i don't know even with the other two like they're just very all three of his films are very different he usually goes after some sort of um certain tones and you do get a little bit of this in the in the northman but it just didn't hit the same as like the witch (laughs) yeah i think i agree with that it's it's a more straightforward in a way certainly than the lighthouse but more than maybe probably than the witch as well um and it you know it's so it's derived from the same story that Hamlet is derived from William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm, correct. So it's kind of familiar for that reason. Um, actually, the, not to spoil anything, we're not going to talk spoilers, but that there's a battle scene. Uh, so another film that it's kind of inspired by Hamlet is the Lion King. And that movie right. has a big fiery battle at the end. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is kind of like the Lion King. Uh, but a little, yeah, so little, it's interesting, uh, you know, little, having yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. a little gladiator sprinkled in as well yeah absolutely yeah and even saying this i still enjoy the film um Mm -hmm. this is one i will revisit again um yeah maybe not as much as the witch but this is one Mm -hmm. i could see myself watching maybe like once a year once every other year Mm -hmm. um i think this would be a great to add if you're into collecting physical media the 4k version of this is probably going to look look incredible incredible. yeah (laughs) Mm yeah Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, the, the story being something that, you know, it does feel familiar. It's like, okay, we have an uncle right. usurping the throne and all of that. Um, yeah. But I think for, for that reason, for me, it was like, okay, let's see what's different here. And, mm-hmm. um, and cause there are some differences. Actually, one of the interesting things, again, not going to spoil anything, but um, in the story of Hamlet, uh, I'm trying to remember Gertrude, I think is the mother. And she, she's kind of a, so I was an English major, so I'm nerdy about 
Shakespeare stuff sometimes, but she's a kind of an interesting figure in literature because mm-hmm. it, you don't quite know her motivations, whether she's in on things or not. And again, not going to spoil it, but we, we kind of get more information in this story that um, I think really adds to it. And I really liked that aspect of it. Um, so even if you know the story of Hamlet inside and out, I think there's still some surprises here for you. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and of course, a very different cultural context that, that I found pretty fascinating, but yeah. Yeah. Do you have any kind of favorite aspects of the film, whether that's a performance or a moment or anything like that? Um, I, I think, uh, I may, <laughs> I always feel like in so many films, like I end up being like opposite what I see, like a lot of, uh, people in, in the circle going towards for me, yeah. the third act was the most exciting moment. Hmm. Okay. Um, nice. just in terms, okay, I guess we would keep it spoiler free, but, um, uh, the chemistry Maybe we between can get to a certain point and say, okay, now spoilers, but yeah, let's keep it spoiler free for now. <laughs> um, I'll do, do absolute best. Um, sure. I think one thing I really enjoyed was the chemistry between two particular characters, um, really the okay. main characters and kind of their like planning, scheming, mm-hmm. like we're going to yeah. do this moments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. really, really enjoyed that. Especially when you get into the third act, I've seen a lot of people online, like, a little bit opposite but the third act yeah. was like i was sitting up in my chair more like okay this is this is exciting like <laughs> let's see what they're gonna do yeah interesting um they're oh man i don't know well i can speak on that because there's one other I think moment i too. may be a little opposite from from like from what you think just because yeah i i do like that third act and how yeah there's there's scheming and all that i think the Mm -hmm. plot wise i really enjoyed all that the chemistry you're talking about i didn't feel quite as much i think Mm -hmm. like i did to some degree but honestly i think it was more of a script issue than anything like there's Mm -hmm. a few scenes where it's like feel it felt I'm not sure, like a, a little too on the nose or too shallow or something in a few moments where it's like mm-hmm. I kind of give these actors more of a chance to perform this rather than kind of spelling it out. And actually, I there I saw a headline today that apparently they did have to change some things in post to you know uh, make it make it simpler for the audience. Because, but I think that may have been more about like Viking culture and all of that being right uh, a little hard to understand for some audiences. So they kind of I don't know if dumbed it mm-hmm. down is the right word, but. But there so, were moments in that I felt like a little bit of that. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what I was noticing. But yeah, go ahead. Even to that note, could there be a director's cut? I wondered that too. And I was like, I don't want to start, you know, <laughs> sure, release yeah. the Eggers cut. Uh, right. I don't, want, I don't want that to be a thing. But maybe. That would be pretty maybe cool. Maybe that would uh, be. Yeah. Or at least, you know, some deleted scenes on the Blu-ray right. or something where we can see. So that, I think it'd be cool just maybe, you know a year down the road if he can do a podcast and say here's here's some mm-hmm. of the things that we added or changed that would be a cool or like a director's commentary or something with yeah the, with the film. Your, i would love to see that i would invest in that or something like that yeah i love i think my favorite thing about this movie in general is just which it's his thing from his other two movies too is just the world building and like just how mm-hmm. historical he is with everything it's so meticulous with the the all the details of the history that we're looking at and it's it's not just the the set design and the costuming mm-hmm. and and the dialogue, but it's also I, I felt this time more that he almost seemed like he's trying to pull us into like the mindset of someone who lived at that time. Like uh, mm-hmm. people in different time periods thought differently than we do, yeah. and and you kind of I, I felt like I felt a sense of that. Like I really felt like I'm being immersed in like how would Amleth Prince Amleth be thinking about like <laughs> and, and just like, and that come comes in with like the religious ceremonies we're seeing which 
feel so bizarre to modern a modern viewer but so right. interesting and i love those scenes actually because you know on paper it sounds silly almost or something like they're going to kind of behave like animals and like mm-hmm. uh, take these hallucinogenic things and it but in the context i was like this is actually really cool and i loved kind of experiencing what that might have actually been like you know um and i think so like with the witch and with the lighthouse those are mm-hmm. what in like the 1800s 1600s mm-hmm. So like this is back to 895. So it's a quite a leap back in time. And so this is a, a time period I know nothing about. And so just, I really felt immersed in that time period. And I really enjoyed just kind of like getting to experience what is, what is this time like that? Like to so the religious stuff, but also like what do people value? It is a little, feels mm-hmm. a little different because right. like when we first see grown up Amleth, we, watch him and his his band of vikings pillage this town and it's brutal and like so horrifying mm-hmm. um and you kind of get the sense like people at this time that could happen any moment you know like like they just came in and now my life is forever changed and so like that's not something that we quite understand you know that level right. of um just your life could be uprooted any moment uh so i, th- I thought that was cool that it kind of highlights those differences with that and one of the my favorite things about that scene actually so first of all the incredible shot first shot of that where it's they're kind of approaching Mm -hmm. and it's just this one long take of catching the spear and throwing it and then he you know ambushes and climbs and it just keeps going and i thought it was so cool but then Mm -hmm. once that scene is kind of over there's a sudden cut and then all the warrior guys are just like sitting around catching their breath and you just hear screaming in the background and it's like this horrible coming back down or like here's this cool violent action scene and then like oh my gosh this is devastating because uh yeah we're, now we're just hearing the the screams of the people that that have just been you know their lives upended and they're just like right. oh we're just gonna catch our breath really quick this is just another tuesday is kind of the vibe of these guys so yeah that i thought that was a, a really stark and like vibe shocking moment almost reminds me of like the post-credit scene from like avengers when they're just kind of like sitting at the table like (laughs) because they're you know yeah you're 100 right and and i feel like that's probably where i was having some issues is because Hmm. i'm trying to view this as like okay if if i'm living in this time period how am i thinking about things how am i viewing things what are my values Mm -hmm. and then i'm I'm, but i'm also thinking about like today's world and like values and it's like very difficult to like like, why did you make that decision? That why did bridge. you do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? But yeah, it's just that those moments, I think I would agree are very special because it's just like long enough to where you're looking at these people of like, they just went through something major, like wonder what they're thinking about because, you mm-hmm. know, they're processing mm-hmm. like, what did we just yeah. do? Mm-hmm. What was the reasoning behind it? Or even could we have done that better? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah it's 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 pretty wild to to just kind of witness that in a way that feels so grounded and, and realistic yeah. uh, and, and i mean looking to it like so we we jump so we see the whole uncle usurping situation and then we jump it just says years later and mm-hmm. then and with this now this inc- insanely muscly you know warrior <laughs> and so you just kind of um see like what is valued in this time is like strength and like because you can right. do what they do um mm-hmm. and and again, that's just like a crossing a, a little bit of a, a cultural bridge for for us as modern viewers, which I just I like that aspect of it. And I think you get that with the witch in the lighthouse, but in this one, mm-hmm. I just really felt that more, just kind of like immersed in a place that feels so alien to me, but um, 
is so fully realized and like feels really real because sometimes in like a period movie a lot of period movies it's like here we have supposedly this is an ancient time but the people are acting in very modern ways within that mm-hmm. and you know, like they like i don't know i'm trying to think of a good example of like bridgerton or something like obviously that's kind of a weird thing because they're like you know, on purpose being modern but like mm-hmm. uh, or benedetta was the one last year that again i think that was somewhat intentional too but it's like these people seem to be kind of not so different than you and i even though mm-hmm. at this time they probably would be pretty different than us so anyway right. um i just i like the authenticity that that robert eggers brings to it quick ad break like a lot of movie fans i love popcorn i found a popcorn company online that I am obsessed with, so I became an affiliate to share it out with any other popcorn lovers out there. It's called O-Pop Pop, and the cool thing they do is they wrap the seasoning around the popcorn kernels themselves. They're called flavor-wrapped kernels. What that means is you pop it quick and easy in the microwave, but it's perfectly seasoned in a ton of different flavors. Butter, cinnamon roll, edamame, vanilla cake pop, there's a bunch more. Check them out now at arthousegarage.com slash popcorn or find the link in the show notes. If you like popcorn, I think you'll be into it. Okay, back to the show. Uh, Well, any other big moments or anything that you want to call it that you really liked about this film? Um, That's why I want to avoid spoilers. (laughs) There's... uh, it's really so there's there's a specific moment um mm-hmm. kind of midpoint um where the film shifts and it's like from my perspective it's like this is like I'm watching a video game. Mm-hmm. There okay. there's probably two or three moments where this film was yeah, probably more video game style accurate than video game movies that we get. <laughs> I think I maybe you know one of those things that you're talking about. Uh is it like the I'll just say the situation with the sword and like what yes, leads up that. to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like this little side quest kind of thing. Right. Uh, exactly. And I love the scene. Um, I think we can probably really talk enjoyed about it this. Though. I can just say the, yeah, mm-hmm. that scene. And just the, the, I think it's the he, Witch is his name on, on IMDb where he, he goes mm-hmm. into the cave and talks to this guy, that scene, what happens there, I think is, is really cool and was yeah. really surprising to me. But yeah that's a really good part um i really like to so i, I kind of mentioned the the ritual scene so we get first first at, with uh ethan hawk the father and son mm-hmm. ritual scene with with willem dafoe there and i think that was the first moment that i was like okay here's what this movie's going to be like because up to that it's just kind of exposition and we're seeing the settings and all of that mm-hmm. but that scene the performances in that scene first of all but then he gets a vision uh, we, we kind of see this vision of this family tree that mm-hmm. um, comes back a few times, but like that, that was also felt again, kind of distinct from something that we would see in the witch or in right. um, the lighthouse. Like here's this, this really shocking moment where it's, it's, it's kind of haunting at first, but then you realize, Oh, this is a family tree. And uh, it, it really, I think that's a good way to illustrate too, like how important a family is. So how important this vengeance is going to be that he's going to be on this quest for. So I, I really like that as well because that really took me aback, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then the moments that we returned to that too, I think that's it, a it's a cool visual um, to to kind of show what's on his mind and, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Right. 
I'd say, well, I guess let's talk about, is there anything you've kind of talked a little bit about it already, but things that did not quite work for you. Yeah. You know, for me, it's parts of the story just didn't really jive for me. Um, pacing this, this, Mm. I think that's where this is going to affect like viewers where the pacing on this for me was a bit too slow. I think the runtime was a little bit too long. Um, but you know, that could change in a second watch. I could watch this again and, and definitely come from this one thinking very differently and, and appreciate mm-hmm. things more. There's probably a lot of little details I overlooked, but yeah, it's um, dense. It's a dense movie. Yeah. Um, so those, those are like some of the bigger factors that didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it, this also, like I said in the beginning, came down to the simplicity of the story. Um, first, yeah. you know, uh, there was certain moments where I, I would just nitpick a little bit too much. Uh, versus mm-hmm. kind of like slowing my brain down and like, well, let me put myself in this character's place and try to think what they're thinking and go through what they're going yeah. through. Um, again, if we get into spoilers, we could definitely go into some of the big moments okay. where like, <laughs> right. if I was in that position, I would have been like, I don't know, doing something different, but <laughs> okay. Well, let's, um, let's do that. Let me just say one thing that I didn't like. That's not spoiler. Yeah. And then let's get into spoilers. And it was just, and sure. it's kind of what I mentioned too. And it's, it has to do with the chemistry between those two characters that we mentioned, but like there's a scene near the end where they're just like sitting on this hillside and I, it's kind of a character moment for Amleth where he's, we kind of get a little bit of an emotional reaction that we haven't really had. Like him kind of talking about, okay, I, I don't want to say the exact quote, but it's, it's something about like, his worldview and how he wants to mm-hmm. change that a little bit. And I think, just think the writing was just a little weak in that scene. And that's where like, I don't know if the, um, again, I don't necessarily blame the actors for that. I don't think, mm-hmm. cause I, I really like both of the actors involved, but uh, I think the, the dialogue just wasn't quite up to snuff where it's like the action scenes, incredible, the world building, all that incredible. But some of the, yeah. some of the script wasn't perfect, I think, which is something that I do think is different than, Edgar's other films with the witch and the lighthouse. I think the, the writing is really tight and, and great on those. And in this one, it was a, mm-hmm. just a, a little less that way. But, um, so before we get into spoilers, yeah. So you're, you're talking about the kind of the, the studio mm-hmm. input on this film and how it affected things. Um, I'm wondering like, you know, how much did that affect the film? Um, you know, if they didn't, what what version would we have gotten, actually? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So his focus features this time, his previous two were mm-hmm. A24, and it's, again, a much bigger budget. I looked at the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's, this one was 90000 versus, I think, like 10000 for the, the Witch in the Lighthouse, or maybe a little more than that. I can't remember mm-hmm. offhand. Uh, or not 1000 million. All these numbers are million. million. <laughs> <laughs> um, so $90 million is a really big budget. Uh, and he also had a co-writer this time. Right. Um, uh, one of the people who worked on the film Lamb, uh, who I'm blanking on the name of, I'm going to look it up really quickly. Oh, Sean. Sean, I think. Yeah, I believe Sean? it's pronounced Sean. Sion. Sion. <laughs> I'm not sure. An Icelandic <laughs> name. Uh, but yeah, they worked on the film Lamb, another Icelandic production. And uh, uh, so I, I'm not saying that that's why the script is not as good. I just am, uh, that's an interesting difference here. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, having a little background on the fact that the even some of the dialogue had to be kind of added in post um, to to make things a little clearer. But yeah, just less tight and less um, less uh, co- cohesive, I guess, than than his other films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I think I I didn't feel that it was too long, but like I 
I thought it was pushing it a little bit, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, um, I I see what you mean on the the length of it. Yeah, right. Well, maybe now is a time to to get into spoilers. So if you have not watched The Northman, pause the podcast, go watch it, and come back. <laughs> and we are now going to talk about uh, everything in the movie. So uh, yeah, what was the other thing you were hinting at that was um, a spoilery thing that you I think something that you did not like about the film. Yeah, so it was uh, the moment near we're getting into the third act when um, he's locked alone with his mother and mm-hmm. makes the decision yeah. <laughs> to essentially like announce who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a little unexpected, you know, I kind of going yeah. into this and in the motives and the mission, I was kind of thinking that was going to be like part of the very, very last bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I see but a uh, little bit of a potential twist there um, mm-hmm. maybe for some, but so, yeah, that whole moment when just going to say, hey, you know, I'm your son, mm-hmm. like I'm back, like I'm here to rescue you. And then we go into this whole thing of like, just, well, not I don't really want to be rescued. This was actually all my yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, essentially just putting yourself in a position where like my own mother was like, I'm going to just have my father and my son killed to <laughs> run away. You know, it's, like it's if I like just, I, I struggled with that cause it's just like being in his shoes. And, but I, I think it's maybe thinking more of modern time. I would just been like, I'm done. Like, you know what? Yeah. You live your life. I'm, I'm out. You know, if that's yeah. how you feel like, I'm just kind of like move on because this film focused so heavily on revenge and vengeance Mm-hmm. And there, there's so many things that occur in this film where I, I kind of wanted more. I wanted, I wanted more depth to it than just always going back to like, I need my vengeance. Like I need to go seek mm-hmm. my yeah. revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I struggled with so much because it's moments like that. And then the connection with uh, Anna's character, mm-hmm. like why Olga, not just kind of, Yeah. Why not just go mm-hmm. start your own path and like, yeah, when he almost does know, raise, raise back. your own mm-hmm. kids and, and kind of teach them your own values. Cause it's, you know, it's, you get this moment where he's so like, as a kid, you know, he's locked into his, you know, his father, his father's his hero. He wants to be like mm-hmm. his father. And then you'd find out like your father was never a good man. He never wanted mm-hmm. to be with me. Like she wasn't really royalty in any way. She was essentially a servant that he liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's and jarring just, to learn all yeah. that yeah it's just kind of like probably a lot to take in but it you know nothing ever derailed him from i'm just still gonna seek this vengeance even though mm-hmm. if he's you know thinking about like all of that stuff i don't know i think it's and like we kind of talked about earlier it's like how do you process all of that during that time mm-hmm. um yeah you know yeah that that scene i really like that scene actually <laughs> because it <laughs> um first of all i mean it's it's the most shocking probably because there's like an incest an incestuous moment within that right. that the crowd i was with really reacted to which was really funny they were like oh no <laughs> it was really funny um but, but yeah that that scene is shocking and it's so that's like the moment where you know, if, if I'm, I was, you know, oh, it's going to be kind of like Hamlet. Uh, that's where it kind of breaks with that, uh, because we yeah. never know in Hamlet what what mom is thinking. And here mm. we see that she's kind of the architect of this whole thing and how devastating that is. Um, but yeah, I did. I wondered at that point, it's like, OK, is she going to survive the movie? Is the little brother going to survive the movie? Um, I, I did still feel like 
he's going to go after Fjolnir. It's not, it's not going to make mm-hmm. it out. Um, but yeah, that, that was interesting. And so yeah, the, I, I'm curious to, I've never read the original legend this is based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder how much of that is, is in there. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, since we're talking spoilers now too, let's see more things that I liked. I, I think really that this, a few of those script things is really the only negative I had to say about this movie. I really, mm-hmm was on board with most of it. I really like the ending. So like it has, you know, it's a tragic ending in some ways, but it's also what he wanted. Like he wanted to die in battle and, and right. you know, the Valkyrie comes and swoops him up to Valhalla. And that's like, that's the ultimate honor. That's what his father wanted. And that's what he wanted. And yeah, so I think it's interesting, but yeah, like the scene where he jumps off the boat away from Anya Taylor joys, Olga mm-hmm. is it, like, no, what are you doing? Like you finally were yeah. almost out. Um, but yeah, so that is an interesting thing. But yeah, the final, it's... I mean, the final shot of the battle is I, I was <laughs> like another, like the crowd gasped. Like that was right. such a shocking uh, moment that I thought was well done. And I, that's, I want to watch it again. Cause it was, it so caught me off guard. I was like, I wasn't paying close enough attention, like to, to see exactly how that all played out. Like a stab yeah. and a beheading all at once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I like that last battle. Only focused on his blade and yeah. um, <laughs> just the, that whole process. And, you know, that, yeah, that moment was satisfying. But at the same time, it was just like, you you knew you were going to have children. Like, why didn't you not run away with her and yeah. start start a family and start your own thing? Um, yeah. And so that's where I wonder, too. So I, if this is like, you know, uh, a legend that's been around for centuries, I guess that what what's implied is that she's going to survive and his children are now going to be royalty. Cause there was, I think in, in Bjork's, which I love the Bjork scenes, by the way, whenever Bjork's there, she tells him that uh, a maiden, what is it? A maiden King. And then we see mm-hmm. that final vision where she's the one that's like the, his daughter on the family tree has got the crown mm-hmm. and the scepter. Like, so I, I wonder if this is a true part of history or like, this is a story that's, you know, a legend that was built up around, history mm-hmm. of, a, of an actual maiden king I, I could have googled that before getting on the podcast i guess to learn that yeah but that, that's an interesting piece of it but yeah there are probably a lot of those things that i i want to dive into a little bit further mm-hmm. um uh, one other thing i guess that uh that bugged me some was um the setup of like his essential like mission is like you know, his uncle takes away the kingdom that was mm-hmm. going to be rightfully his, like mm-hmm. witnessing fathers dying. So he knows, like, I need to come back and rescue my mother and be the hero and essentially become the new king. And then finds out, mm-hmm. like, the kingdom's gone. Yeah. It was taken mm-hmm. away by someone else. And now your uncle yeah. uh, is essentially, like, on an island running a He's farm. He's just like a farmer. Yeah. It it is just kind a of farmer. And, and yeah. that whole, like, I wanted more from that perspective of like, I, I just need a, I need a, like a, a middle movie of like what all happens on both <laughs> ends. Like how yeah. did he grow up? How did his uncle kind of grow up? Cause mm-hmm. it's fascinating that his uncle still has all these people that look up to him as a leader, mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily running a kingdom now. He's just kind of running yeah. a farm. So parts of that is very fascinating to me um almost like on a business perspective of like why why do these people yeah. stick with you why are they still following you yeah, as, as a yeah, leader like, and what's the motive there because like this is that other moment of like well i don't really have a 
kingdom to rule anymore. Like, what's the point of kind of going through with that plan? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting yeah. to think about because it definitely is. I was like, oh, he's not in the kingdom anymore. Like this is, it does feel, uh, the stakes feel a little lower, I guess. But yeah. But yeah. I like that. Um, I, I really like the, um, so we get title cards throughout it, uh, mm-hmm. where it shows, um, uh, the ancient language and then has the the english translation and the final one is the gates of hell and yeah. there's hell is just h-e-l which h-e-l um, yeah. I, I just from being an english major again that was like we we made jokes about that because we had a class that was history of the english language h-e-l and we called it hell and uh, mm-hmm. because it was a hard class but we all we liked it whatever but um our teacher liked to call herself the queen of hell which in this norse mythology was in the name New York Snowanga. So like that, there was like a, hmm. an in joke. So when I saw hell with just H E, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. like hell from, yeah, this is it. So <laughs> that was a fun little, fun little moment. Uh, and then totally not an important thing about the film too, but there's like at one moment, I'm a big fan of the Zelda games. I used to play Zelda a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy with an ocarina Same. at one moment. There's yep. like a dude right, on the yep. fire with the, like, oh, that guy's an ocarina. So that was a yep. cool, a little I love thing those too. games. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, I'm definitely want to go back and revisit this uh, mm-hmm. because there's probably so many little things that I didn't pick up on in full detail or mm-hmm. spending the time to research um, the, the origin of this story and just the Viking culture more like I'm sure I'll appreciate a lot more in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one other, uh, just now that we're talking spoilers a little more, I, I, I mentioned yeah. already, but like the single shot uh, where they infiltrate that town and like pillage the town mm-hmm. that is such an incredible shot. Uh, I didn't want to like talk too much about it. If someone hasn't seen mm-hmm. it, just to not spoil the surprise of it, but like they approach somebody throws a spear, he catches it, throws it back. We see the guy in the, in the distance, just get pounded by it. And then he, you know, runs up and he climbs the wall and the camera's just right there with him. Like mm-hmm. I was so impressed by the filmmaking of that. It's like, Oh my gosh, this was a hard thing to plan out. And it looks a amazing. lot of those moments. I agree. Um, when it comes down to just the setting up these shots, the cinematography, mm-hmm. I really loved all of that. Uh, I did, I didn't look into the scene, but I did see uh, a note where there's one moment in the film. They had to shoot it 28. There's 28 takes to get it. Perfect. I'm curious if that oh, was the one. Like one of those longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because, yeah, all the people around have to hit their marks and everything. And, um, right. Yeah. It looks so, so in good. some of those moments, in, I don't know. I watch, because <laughs> I watch so much stuff. I'm wondering, some of it felt held back a little because mm, okay. this movie is gory. There are moments that are going intense and there's moments where I feel like they held back and could have hmm, pushed it. I mean, granted you don't want to push it too much, but yeah, I'm just wondering if, uh, if there was any pushback on that, like, Hey, this is getting a little too gory. It's like too let's hold back a little. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, um, an interesting thing about the final scene, uh, I just read that, you know, historically wouldn't mm-hmm. be that far fetched for them to be naked. Like, so the two men are just mm-hmm. naked up on this, this volcano fighting to the death <laughs> which is like the most epic possible you know thing right but yeah it, well it really did if you add, think like ahead. right right before all that happens um mm-hmm. fulinary is you yeah. know when they're kind of mourning um yeah mm-hmm. it's like why didn't he could have just left and went straight to battle <laughs> yeah 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 and it's, i saw something it was i think it was a robert eggers quote just talking about at, at that time that it it was sort of a 
because I'm, I'm making myself more vulnerable. It was like a power mm-hmm. move in a way, like mm-hmm. I'm at my most vulnerable and I'm still going to kill you kind of thing. Uh, so that was mm-hmm. like a little bit of the mindset I think behind <laughs> being naked for battle, but yeah, really, really wild last scene. Um, yeah, I, I am a bigger fan of this movie. It sounds like than you. Uh, I, I also really would like to watch it again. Um, but yeah, it's even as much as I liked it, it's, a lot (laughs) like it is long and it's heavy and uh, i probably need a little time before i see it again but uh, i I do think that i will it's a heavy watch um looking at you know eggers three core films like this being just a first watch probably at the bottom for me um Mm -hmm. in terms of like the films that i've seen this year it's still in the top 10 for me it's like Mm -hmm. on the lower end so we'll see if it stays there or not there's plenty of movies coming out to watch so curious to see where this yeah, one yeah. will end up in the yeah, final yeah. ranking yeah me too i i really as far as eggers films i still would say the witch is my favorite i have yeah. to watch the the lighthouse again i think before i make a call but i really like sure. this a lot and this this feels in some ways like it has a little bit more in common with the witch than the lighthouse maybe mm-hmm. it's just because there's more than two characters and yeah and like the even the set design some of those things feel a little similar Mm-hmm. where the lighthouse feels pretty different and of course the white the lighthouse is black and white and all of that too so it's just kind of a different uh vibe than than his other Much two different. films i think but but yeah well that is the northman it is now in theaters uh go see it and tell us what you think you can email me andrew at arthousegarage.com with any thoughts or find me on social media and uh thank you so much luke for being here today i really appreciate it yeah thanks so much for having me absolutely anytime this is fun yeah for sure i'll definitely have to have you back we will uh we will be in touch about it all right we'll say bye-bye for now and we'll talk to you next time huge thanks to luke Irvin for coming on the show next week on the show i'll continue my series on film noir with rance collins looking at the 1947 film nightmare alley yes that is the same name as the recent guillermo del toro film that stars bradley cooper That's because it's a remake. So we discuss the original and we do talk quite a bit about the differences between the two versions. Stay tuned for that. And then the following week, I'm planning to review the new film from Korean director Hong Sang-soo, which is called In Front of Your Face. Very excited for that film as well. And with that, thank you, thank you for listening to Arthouse Garage. We've got a few years worth of episodes, and you can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice. Our theme music is by composer Paul Hunefeld. Learn more at appallingproductions.com. If you want to support Arthouse Garage, become a patron over at patreon.com slash arthousegarage, or find the link in the show notes. You can also buy an Arthouse Garage t-shirt at arthousegarage.com slash shop. If you want to support us without spending any money, leave a rating or review in your podcast app, and that is hugely helpful. Stay in the loop about Arthouse Garage and the films we're covering by subscribing to our email newsletter at arthousegarage.com slash subscribe, where you can always email me directly, andrew at arthousegarage.com. And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Arthouse Garage in all those places or find links in the show notes. And that will do it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, keep it snob free.